Christophe Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christophe allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christophe Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full-bodied, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today. This is a La Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide, the Spearmint Rhino is the city's most exclusive hot spot. Coming Monday, October 27th, the Spearmint Rhino and Absolute kick off the $6,500 Bartender Champion Series. It's seven weeks of the area's best bartenders showing off their talents. For cash and prizes, models will be fine as the Spearmint Rhino finds the best of the best. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearmint Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. What are you doing? What are you Not doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see? Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe. My mind is a raging torrent. Flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Adam Kay, the Brewmeister. Cow, oh, darn it. You use your tongue prettier than a $20. And the lovely Lady M. Is it uh, true what they say about the way you people are gifted? It's true, it's true. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Libertarians and lovers of the leaf. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. Oh, hi, And the lovely lady, Adam. Well, good morning. A little depressing this morning. Why? I hate being in the studio. Mm, it's different. I feel like I need to have a white jacket with the sleeves that tie around the uh, back right now. The soft padding in the room. Yeah. Well, I like it. It brings back good memories. It's five minutes from my house. 
five minutes great. from your house. Yeah. Oh, that's, eight minutes from mine. That's yeah. that's the joy. Five yes. minutes from your house, and she still shows up two minutes before ten o'clock. Yeah. What's the rush? <laughs> What's the rush? <laughs> Been here for an hour and a half. Good for you. Oh no, it's just sad. I'm missing the crowd. I'm missing the cappuccinos, the bloody marys, the smoking. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I didn't have to set anything up, but I was still here an hour and a half early. Why? I was awake. I didn't know what else to do you with were myself. You well last night, a little, uh, you know, yeah. little bowel syndrome going oh, yeah. on, or what? All you kinds have? of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Massive migraine, and yeah, That's all kinds of fun. great. It was a fun couple hours. <laughs> Wasn't sure if you were going to make it today. Yeah, I'm a trooper. So how's the Kingston Chronicles? Kingston's awesome. Yeah, I was going to bring him with you, me, but I didn't want him to. I'm sh- I, I was really shocked. I really shocked you didn't. Yeah, he's five minutes away. Yeah, he's good though. He's yeah. getting big. He's a big puppy now. Yeah. Yeah. Any new stories? Uh, no. Chewing anything new? You know what? I, I put him in. I, I woke up. He wakes me up around 6, 6.30 every morning. I wake up. I walk him. Sometimes Duncan or Kingston? Kingston. Okay. So, so I walk him. You know, typically I stay up and I'm already up and I'll go for my walk and have coffee and breakfast. Sometimes I'll go. you're up so early all the time but like barely make it anywhere on time? I am always on time. I'm not late today, am I? Lombardi time. We need to educate yeah, on Lombardi time. Exactly. So anyways, I have this really beautiful purse that I love. It's very expensive. And I was looking at it. And as I was letting Kingston go, I was like, ah, he's not going to get that. It's in the middle of my ottoman. And I went back to bed. I closed the door. I left him in the living room for Good a boy, bit. Kingston. Kingston, I wake up. I literally dream about this. I go to sleep for 10 minutes, and I'm dreaming of him attacking my leather bag. Sure enough, I open the door. I, the first thing I don't see is the bag. I was like, no way. That's my boy. He jumped up there. He didn't bite it. He ate everything in the bag, but he didn't eat the bag. Which oh. it was. I would have been very upset. He will get to that bag sooner or later. He, it's on his mind now. I know. All you guys do is make one mistake. It. It's very, very nice Italian. Come home butter. and drink the stupor, <laughs> throw it on the floor. That bag I, is I finished. I know. I know. I got to be more cautious. Finished. But no, he's good. It's it's Puppy life is wonderful. Well, we got an interesting show for everybody today. Uh, good old friend of ours, Steve Saka, is going to be on. Suck delicious, t- tasty tidbits with Steve Saka. We're going to see what he's been up to and what he thinks is going on in the cigar industry today. Also, we have former Congressman Mark Foley here to give us an outlook and uh, what we can look forward to now that the Republicans have taken control of the House and the. I Senate. wonder what his thoughts on 2016 will be. It should be interesting. Mm-hmm. And a very special international call in from Wael El Manzalawi. Yes, I think I said that right. Wael El Manzalawi. I feel like there should be a gong after that. I'm telling can you. Can we get a gong after that? No? Very no. interesting okay. author, activist, humanitarian. We're going to have him on the show and. See what he's going about. And as always on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to give away stuff. We're givers. And one of our great friends and sponsors over at Zycar, makers of lighters and cutters, guaranteed for life, surely never to let you down as a cigar aficionado. Lady M, what are the fine folks at Zycar giving away today? This week, um, when you're the 10th caller after hearing this sound. Oh, yeah, that sound. I love that sound. Wonderful sound in the morning. You're going to take home a Zycar triple jet tabletop lighter, a 16-ounce bottle of the Zycar PG solution, and a 100-count crystal humidifier. Nice. So, I mean, the tabletop lighter alone is almost $100. So What's the pattern on the tabletop lighter? Uh, it is the... Not sure. Yeah, I have a picture of it. I don't know. A weave. It looks like a weave. That would oh, be yeah, the, the basket, basket weave. weave. Very if nice. I, if I'm looking at it correctly. Did you get that picture over to John? Let's get that over so Johnny can post John it on Facebook. It. Well done, John. It's nice to know John actually does something once in a while other than make intros. Yay. <laughs> I like John. We wouldn't be here without John. 
All right, we also have recluse joke trivia. Let's do a joke. Not got. This has been joke kinda, trivia. Joke trivia. That's what it says. That's what my it's producer recluse wrote. knockout. But it's knockout trivia. That's oh, what it is. Be nice if somebody would type things correctly. Hey, listen, I can only read what's written. Yep. Yeah, recluse uh, <laughs> joke, <laughs> joke knockout. What a joke this is. But listen, seriously, get on oh, Facebook. No. Tag, <laughs> tag, kiss my ash radio. Tag recluse cigars. Give us your best joke. We only had a few weak ones over the last couple times we tried this. Give us your joke. You want a five-pack of recluse, recluse cigars just for trying to be funny. So uh, you got a couple hours here. Think of your best joke. Something Post- hopefully we can read on the radio. Yes, that would help. Yeah. Just send it. <laughs> Just send it. Just remember the seven words George yeah, Carlin says you can't joke? say on the radio. What do you call I've cheese never... that's not yours? Not, not Joe, Joe cheese. cheese. <laughs> really? Oh, that's your best joke? <laughs> so wrong. That's uh, terrible. I don't have any jokes. You're not a joke teller. I don't think I've ever heard you tell a joke. No, even if I did tell you a freaking joke, you wouldn't think it was funny, so there's no point wasting well, my just, energy. Mm, you tried with the nachos, but that didn't work. No, I just know. Even if I had a really joke, you would be like, oh, I got a better one. Hold on. I know you. That's why. This is this is how she thinks. Yeah. She goes on the mind of yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you know, Adam's a big joke teller. Yeah. You got a joke on the top of your head? Um, oh, wait, there's the one about... So, Grasshopper walks into the bar, <laughs> steps up to the bar, says to the bartender, Hey, can I get a drink? He says, Hey, you know we've got a drink named after you? Grasshopper says, Really? You have a drink named Larry? It's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. I got some... I got. I got Ask for a rim no, shot. No, we're not doing more food. jokes. I'm just going to throw one. I got one real quick one, because I like my jokes to be quick and fast. Ready? Two Irish guys walk out of a bar. What? It could happen. Ha! Uh, <laughs> that See, wasn't that no funny. Shot? No? It doesn't funny because you haven't gotten it yet. I have. Because Irish guys, they never leave the pub. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And the fact that you didn't think I was going to get that is insulting. We just I'm going sorry on track if I hurt here. your feelings, Lady M. Thank you. Apology yeah. accepted. The, Apology accepted. Stop there. Stop there. No, no. The no, second no, part no. has to come. No. Yes, the fact that not... I would assume that you wouldn't get something is just way uncalled for. Exactly. It should Thank never you. happen. Thank you. Because it's never happened ever before. Keep going. Just go. Keep going. Go. Keep, go. Keep, go. Dig in the trench a little bit lower. A little bit. I'm sure. Can we get some shovels in here? We need some shovels. Uh, Big on. shovels. Maybe a backhoe. No? No? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, t- post your jokes on Facebook and Twitter. We'll pick the best one. We'll read it on the air, and you'll win a five-pack of cigars, courtesy of Recluse and uh, Iconic Cigars. And also, Fantasy for Mari. We're down to the finals, man. Yep. We've got the brackets left and right. We're going to give you an update on what's going on in Fantasy for Mari uh, in the second half of the show. So don't go anywhere. It could be a good episode of Kish Minus Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ass Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the Laurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the Laurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today.
Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as a unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The lovely lady M here. I want to invite you to join me and the girls of Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge inside the prestigious PGA National Resort. Four. Enjoy your favorite cigar while relaxed in a comfortable lounge setting of plush leather chairs and flat screen TVs. Open daily and late night, Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge has a full walk-in humidor, full liquor service, and complimentary valet services provided. For more information on Smoke In's Monte Cristo Lounge at the PGA National Resort, visit www.smokein.com. Smoke In, continuing the cigar journey like no other. This is George Rico and Pimpin' Ain't Easy listening to Kiss My Ass Radio makes it easier. Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited production. Unlimited enjoyment. Hey, cigar enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I don't ever want to have to try, though a lie never flies. I don't ever want to have to die, 
They must have uh, taken all the quality music. Yeah, they tunes must have cut back the music library over yeah. here, obviously, as well. Yeah. Colin's got a phone now that's rotary dial. This is uh, the new the new corn. The new corn? Yeah. On the cob? No, not on the cob, no. no. Corn with a K. John's mic on, and then <laughs> my mic has to go off now, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is great. Hello. I got to oh. tell you, what were we saying about shovels earlier? Oh, Looking wow. at John, shovels, yeah. All right, let's get right into a Fantasy Fumari update. Dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, because Colin has to go to the things now. Here we go. All right, we're going to update our This My Ash radio page today. We missed uh, the results from uh, last time. But we're in round three, and in the East... It was New York Smoker versus the Underdog Rockets. Both had done well, but unfortunately, Underdog Rockets slammed the New York Smokers. No, I'm sorry. That was the week before. Yeah. Yes. It was Underdog Rockets versus Colorado Blazers, and I'm pretty sure you're rooting for the Colorado Blazers. Sure. Colorado Blazers just got beat. Oh, bummer. Yes, and Colorado Blazers was dominating. What a drop. They. What happened? It was that because of that week we went to Tampa, there was an extra week in there. No, but even still, if you look at his previous yeah. two scores, he's you know almost in the two hundreds, and he did thirty this week. Yeah, just he had got a rough slammed week. this week. Underdog Rockets advances in the East and in the West. We have Burning Stogies versus Money Making Maduros, and Money Making Maduros is just money making it all the way down, slamming everybody in their path. Advances. So in the finals in two weeks, will be Money Making Maduros versus Underdog Rockets. For a hundred dollar gift card, let's see who advances. Good, exciting times. Money making Maduro's is just dominating, though. But if you look at the way the scores have come out from the last couple of weeks, it, it, you never know. In the next, you really week, never know. I mean, to see Colorado. Well, here's Blazers, the other thing: isn't are we doing I mean, a show the week of Thanksgiving? Because that'd be two weeks. Well, then it'll be the week after Thanksgiving. So it'll be three weeks from now. I don't know. Have you said, John? Are we doing a show the week of Thanksgiving? Will there be a studio? Oh, no, I'm not sure. Well, there, can, I, can I be in the store and doing you know, the show? I, I, we'll, we'll find out. We'll have mm-hmm. to get back to you on that. We'll get back to you. It might be two to three weeks from when we, we do we the have results. No idea. Yeah. Well, I won't be here on Thanksgiving. Then we're definitely doing a show. Absolutely. Yes. Can we Just get the stripper saying. to be in the whole time? Absolutely. That's a great that idea. That is a good idea. I bet, I, she, I bet she shows up early, too. What do you you set a time? I'll you want me to be Mary here mix. at nine thirty no. to sit around and twiddle my thumbs? Sure, no, I'll be here at nine thirty. I think to be here like. Eight to ten minutes before we air is pretty. You get solid. you show up eight to ten minutes before we air half the time. That's what I just said. You yeah. showed up eight to ten minutes before right. we air. <laughs> I got here today at nine fifty. Ten minutes before. Mm, I, I'll let you comment on it. I'm not digging my own grave. I'm not digging my own grave. Okay, Adam, why don't yeah. you tell us what is new in the humidor? I think we got some new stuff. Yeah, this he's old. never once read the newspaper. He regards voting. As a complete waste of time. Yeah, this intro's gonna He's go. neither a cat nor a dog person. Yeah. He is the most indifferent man in the world. I like it. It would work if it had anything to do with the segment, but yeah. it really doesn't. It doesn't. It's just a bash on Adam K intro. Yeah. Which I'm not against completely. Are it's you just, kidding? That's one of the things he lives for. We're just trying to clean up the show a little bit. 
but yeah. Go ahead, Adam. What's new in the humidor where our the, great the listeners can find in retail stores across the country? Yeah, it's a lot of fun things because in the fall, this is right before the holiday season, everybody kind of puts out their last-ditch efforts for the beginning of the year with some new limited edition things to try and get some stuff out there. So there's been a lot of interesting things out there. Of course, the Añejos from Fuente, which come out about this time every year. I've seen some like Opus hitting shells. Santa dropping gifts. Exactly. So those of you who are big Añejo fans from Fuente, I've heard they have those, dropped. I've heard those have hit shelves. Also, there's might be some Opus left in stock, but it might be very limited because they keep putting out less and less each year. It just makes it more and more random. But there's also a lot of other new fun stuff out there. The My personal favorite, the EPC uh, Reserva, just came out. This is actually based on my personal favorite of the short-run blends from 2012. I'm telling you, Ernesto is just cranking out some brands, though. Seriously. There's also another new one he's coming out with. It's going to be a limited release, because this was limited. It's going to be regular production in 2015, but they put out a limited release for the fo- uh, fall. So you can barely, they barely you know, get like 500 boxes. You know, I love Ernie, but, you know, for years, I mean decades, all he had was La Gloria Cabana. He also had a little other brand called El Rico Habano. Mm-hmm. But... That's all he had when he sold his company. Then he went to go work for General for 10 years. I wonder if it had an effect on him now because he's just like laying out brands. You know, and the funny thing was he wasn't at the beginning because he came out with the core line and the short run and a limited edition. He must have had a sit-down conference with Rocky. <laughs> exactly. And then shortly after that, you know, it went into the Maduros and then the Inches and the New Wave Connecticut's. And he just kind of expanded from there. And he's kind of really, really grown his portfolio. But... He must be just having fun in the factory, blending now, because I think that's where he spends a lot of his time, and he's just experimenting in his glory years, you know? Sounds good. But hey, it's a great cigar. It's my personal favorite. I was talking to someone who's a big fan of it the other day. I said, he's like, what are you smoking? He's like, oh, well, no, this is here. And then he's like, no, what are you smoking? I want to know. And I said, well, this is my new thing. And he's like, great, done. Sold it right there. Uh, also, the La Historia, which is a project that Lisette Carrillo was very passionate about, and she first uh, told our listeners about like a year ago. Love that girl. Great girl. Yeah, that's finally hit the shelf. <laughs> that That's finally hit the shelf. It's in a 10-count box. It's very limited production as well. <laughs> and uh, I don't think you have to wear There's no cameras anymore. Yeah, I just they, they, re- they repossessed the camera. Yeah, probably. The webcam, too. <laughs> webcam gone. Yeah, they don't have they don't have that monitor that computer station for it. Listen, anymore, they're right? re, they're doing construction <laughs> in here. Wow, uh, John, we're not doing a show in the studio again. Just too depressing. Bash, bash, bash. Uh, also, new limited edition stuff: the Le Altia Extension de la Racine for 2014. Last year, they came out with the 2013 edition of the Extension de la Racine. Uh, this year, it's in a torpedo shape. It's almost kind of the same blend, but slightly twerked. It's, if you're a big torpedo fan, you like limited edition stuff, it's a good way to go. Uh, the Camacho Double Shock, another limited edition. Shots or shock? Shock. Shocker. Double shock. Wow. What's that terminology from? Is that liquor? Um, oh, something. Double shock. Shocker. It's, uh, oh, no. That's bad, isn't it? Double shock is a terminology from something. Shocker. I was not up for that knowledge. I gotcha. Double Bach? Double, double Bach. Bach. Sorry. Double, double Bach being a that's thinking, beer term. That's, that's, that's where you're liquor. going. Yeah, double Bach. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, All right. Off the mark. Basically, it's a comes in a two-pack, but you can break them apart. It's based on the Blackout, which was a limited edition Camacho from last year. This year, of course, it's now a double shock. It has the classic barber pole wrapper. And in barber pole? A barber pole. A barber I know pole. her. Hey! Uh, nowhere. I barely touched her. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that got a big one. I think John's our biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colin always gets all my jokes. That's the one good thing I know I've got going here is I can always see him chuckling. Uh, the Crowned Heads came out with a new limited edition for a north-south edition. It's called the Mason-Dixon Project. 
If you live in the south of the Mason-Dixon line, you can only get the southern edition. If you're north of the Mason-Dixon line, you get the northern edition. They only made about 1,250 boxes of each, the north and south. It's on, The only real difference is the southern edition is a Connecticut wrapper. The northern edition is a Habano-Ecuadorian wrapper. So seek out, see if you can find both. Some yeah, good stuff from the guys at Cronheads, doing mm-hmm. good work. Oliva V has got the Series V. Maduro is back out for the holiday season. Annual release, correct? Annual release. One time a year? One time a year. The one thing that we're doing, <clears throat> they just did a Toro for the longest time originally. Then in the last couple of years, they've changed it up a little bit, got a little more interesting. First they did a Torpedo, then a Double Robusto, then a Double Toro. This year, like everybody else, they've decided to go with the 660. Nice. Of Original. Co- of, yeah. Everybody's doing it, so why shouldn't we, is what they're going after. Uh, the Sindicato Maduro, based on the Sindicato made by the Fernandezes and the Casa Fernandez Eduardo factory. Fernandez. Eduardo yes. Fernandez. Yes. Blended by Arsenio Ramos. Yes, who is his good dear friend who blows all his blending for all the Casa Fernandez and Fernandez projects. Uh, that's now out available in four sizes. So if you liked the original Sindicato and you're a big, strong Maduro fan, give the Sindicato Maduro a try as well. So there you go. A lot that's, of new stuff in the humidor. Oh, trust me. It's, yeah, lots of new stuff all over the place. Everybody's just rolling it, rolling it, How rolling How do you even find out. space for all this new stuff that comes in? You yeah. know what? It's probably one of the retailer's hardest problems. I, I would imagine because yeah, I, I mean, know our humidor and how it's a puzzle and to fit well, more pieces I mean, in a puzzle. And unfortunately, the average size humidor is really not that enormous. and I just don't know how a lot of retailers do it. It's just it's a big problem. you know. And, and everybody's making a brand. You know, receptionists are making brands, artists are making brands, photographers are making brands, jewelers are making brands. Saxophonists. Saxophonists now are making brands. Everybody wants to make a brand. Should make a Lady M brand. A Lady M brand coming soon. There you go. We'll give it like, it'll be like a Kingston, we'll call it the Kingston. The Kingston stick. <laughs> Kingston stick. <laughs> Adam, thank you for the update on what is new in the humidor. More to come as always. Up ahead, our good friend, always interesting story and stuff to say. We're going to have some tasty tidbits with Steve Saka. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Chubanacan Cigars for the discerning aficionado. Produced under the watchful eye of Don Omar Gonzalez Aleman in the Cubanacan factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each with original and unique tastes. Cubanacan, Soneros, Maderos. And this winter, watch for the launch of the wildly anticipated HR with Orochi Robaina, grandson of the late great Don Alejandro Robaina. Learn more at CubanacanCigars.com. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, enriched and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa Cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. 
Hi, I'm Petra the Babna. Mine has the Cigar King, which makes me the Cigar Princess. And you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic, Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Trip. There's something to look forward to. Hang on, let me pull some ones out. How many do I have on? Twenties only. That's all you got. 20s. Ones. I got the twenties. I got twenties. Yeah, you're two. Hundos. I can go real. 20, get a real stripper 20, for a hundo. 20, 40. I got 140. Yeah. 40s. Okay. Actually, one nipple. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like ten dollars a bet. Hey, whatever. Come on. It's like 140, 200 minimum. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she works for Kiss My Ass Radio. <laughs> this is why I'm not a stripper. <laughs> they cannot afford me. <laughs> well, uh, we hope everything is all right with our good friend Steve Saka. Obviously, something has come up urgent, unable to call in for his segment. We wish you well. We hope everything's okay. You know, just hope that, you know, it wasn't the drive through special. No, I won't say that. He's actually working out hard. I saw him. We had dinner, actually. What was it, David, up dinner? Uh, the 21st, yeah, he's doing 22nd. Good. He's working out. He's actually being healthy. He's like working out like a machine, actually. Yeah, he's going hiking for a month. Yeah, he's doing very well. So hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, we wish him the best. In uh, in lieu of our uh, interview with uh, Steve Saka today, we're going to play one of my favorites. Of course, one of my heroes, legendary growing up. I had the honor and the privilege of interviewing um, Hall of Flame pa- player and legendary coach Mike of the bears, the bears, the bears. No, you guys say the bears. The bears. There you go, close. The bears, the bulls. The bears, the bulls. The hey, bulls. She's almost got Chicago now. Not fly, bad. eagles, fly so, who on would, the road who, to victory. Trick, who, who would win in a fight, Ditka 
or God? Trick question. Ditka you, is you, God. You know who you sound like? Who? Father Guido Sarducci. Really? You don't know Father Guido Sarducci? Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he sounds like Father. I was looking. Were you trying to do like the Chicago guys from Saturday Night Live? That or was was that... uh, my best Chicago accent. Yeah, it sounds like Father Guido Sarducci. Well, thank you. It does. <laughs> anybody, does anybody remember? Can you get a soundbite of Father Guido Sarducci for us? I can't hear anything right now. Uh, okay. Colin's well. trying not to pull out his own hair right now. So. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's go to, to our interview with Mike Dicka, the legendary Hall of Fame player and legendary coach himself. Coach Mike Dicka. Coach, thank you for joining us. Welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. You bet. My pleasure, guys. Oh, it's great to have you. First off, I just want to give you a big congratulations on the retirement of your number coming up this Monday. Uh, Looking forward to seeing that. It's uh, something that's well-deserved, my friend. Well, it's a great honor. It really is. And, you know, you think of the great uh, history of the Chicago Bears and all the great players who had the number retired, and and basically this will probably be the last one, but you know, it's humbling, and, and I'm very proud of it. But, you know, it didn't change, it doesn't change the fact that, uh, you know, I played and coached there in uh, my whole career. Well, let's put it to half of my career was uh, in Chicago. The other half was in Dallas. That happened to be who the Bears are playing. So pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, does that have a special meaning for you? It does, because those are the two organizations that meant the most to me. Uh, coach Hallis hired me twice. Coach Landry hired me twice as a player and a coach, and which are Alice Abbey's a player and a coach. And so, yeah, they, they're the ones that really mean the most to me. Uh, and, it, uh, you know, I got my first opportunity in Chicago, got my second opportunity in Dallas, so it worked out great. Well, I tell you what, I'm a Chicago native, 26 years coach, and not only is it an honor to have you on the show, I grew up watching your whole career in Chicago. I was there in 85, and, uh, you know, you're one of the big impacts of my sports life. So uh, it's an honor to have you, and thanks for being on the show. But thank you very much. Um, listen, Coach, uh, being a Chicago native and a huge fan, an Iron Mike fan, I know you've had various private label cigars over the years. I, I was in Chicago, and you've had some in your restaurants and whatnot, and know you had other brands. What led you to the fine folks over at Camacho Cigars and becoming a member of the Board well, of the Bowl? Uh, you, know, you, you know, everybody has a great idea. We're going to make this cigar if we want to do this. And fine, you'll put your name on it, and then they're not going to market, and they're not going to keep the quality control up on it. So that bothers me after a while. You know, you find that people, hey, well, you know, initially you can sell anything once. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. For people to come back and buy it again, it's got to be a product that stands up for itself, and, and you have to market properly. So when the Camacho people and the Davidoff people came to me and uh, told me what they wanted to do, and I told them, all right, I said, listen, only if you do it right. I, I mean, I, I, it doesn't have to be the best cigar in the world. But I've never had a bad cigar, so I don't know what the best one is. <laughs> but... uh I said, I just want it to be done right. So they did it right, and they just rolled out the 89 the other day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very pleased. I mean, I, I, you know, I never, like I said, I never met a cigar I didn't like, so I smoke a lot of them. And uh, if that's my advice, then I'm okay then, I think. Well, listen, uh, we're glad you're doing well with the brand, too. The brand seems to be doing very well across stores across the country. And uh, the marketing campaign, I think, that they seem to have developed and revolved around you is 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 phenomenal. So uh, I think the people, fine folks at Davidoff and Camacho, are doing a great job. Who was your early? They are in- really are. They they they're really doing a great job. Matter of fact, I had lunch with a couple of them the other day, and uh, and and it's just they're they're really good people. Courtney down there, that she does a great job. There's just a lot of good people, and they're trying to you know, like I said, and the product's a good product. I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure you, you want to 
you can argue this product's better than that product, but it's a very good product made by an outstanding company, so I'm very proud to have my name on it. Great. Well, if you just joined us, we have uh, Hall of Flame player and legendary coach Mike Dick. Uh, coach, what... Um who was your first influences and who got you into cigars? What were some of your earliest earliest memories of smoking cigars? Well, I really started. We had a, you know, a, my, a couple of my friends and I, we started a place when I was with the Cowboys down. And not that I, I've smoked cigars before that, but we started a place called the Sports Page. And we had, uh, we had about four of these. We had one in Houston, one in Dallas, one in Oklahoma City, one in Shreveport. We had... So we, you know, we thought we were going to become multi-millionaires off of this thing. You know, it was great. It was a great sports concept. You know, we showed films. And we had, uh, and, and the whole thing was based around the cigar thing. <laughs> so I really started then, and I, I have never stopped since. But I, I smoked cigars before that once in a while. You know, if somebody had a baby or something, I'd smoke one. But now I go out of my way to smoke them. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Coach, what's what's the perfect time for a cigar in Iron Mike's world? Right now, but I can't do it right now. I'm in the hotel. <laughs> I uh, I didn't light up one this morning. I just flew. I just got off a plane. Just got here, so uh, I'm going down to Mickey Blake's today down in Southington. After I'm done, I got to make one deal here, one deal for ESPN. I'm going down to watch the college games. I'm going to smoke cigars for about five hours, and uh, come back here, go to bed, and uh, up do the show tomorrow, and go back to Chicago. It sounds like a plan, Coach. Uh, you know, you you, met, you just joined us. We have a uh, Hall of Fame player and legendary coach Mike Dicker here on the air on CB Radio. Um, I just you talked about not being able to smoke in the hotel. I know when you were in Chicago, you were a big part of legislation and anti-smoking, especially because you had restaurants and you fought the indoor smoking ban. Did you feel the government's continually crossing the line our civil liberties and our being able to smoke? No question about it. I mean, I mean, we we have an administration right now in Washington. We have people in Washington, you know, that, that worry about the things that are really important in life. You know, not having a seventeen trillion dollar deficit and things like that. And and if somebody wants to smoke a cigar, fine. Now we had we had smoking in our restaurant, Chicago. You go upstairs was a cigar bar. It was beautiful. I mean, it was yeah. classic. Everybody came there, and then of course we get all the. Liberals in office that we have in Chicago and all the do-gooders, and they're going, oh, we're going to save everybody's life by not letting in people smoke. Yet, they have the highest uh, murder rate in, in, in the country in Chicago and a lot of other things. So, you know, it's pretty asinine when you see politicians today try to dictate to the public what's good for them. Amen. I hear Did you. I get that out pretty I bent that enough? <laughs> yeah, you bent it enough. I mean, I hear you. They want to tell you what you can do, what you can't do, how how big of a soda you can drink. It just gets out of control. I'm I'm 100 percent with it, you. It's, it's 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 pathetic. It's pathetic. The Food and Drug Administration, the regulation. It's absolutely pathetic. There was a book written years ago by George Orwell. It was 1984. I read it when I was a young man. I read it probably in the 40s. And so 84 was a long way off. And it talked about Big Brother. And that was, Big Brother was a government. And the government was infused in every area of our lives. And that's what this guy wants to do, and that's what this government wants to do. They think they know more than you and I know. And, and there's one thing that will always prevail in, in history. It's common sense. Hey. If you have common sense, you got a chance. If you got no common sense, you got no chance. Coach, sometimes I don't know why they call it common sense sometimes. I don't find it that common, especially amongst politicians. Well, you, you don't find it anymore, no. I said... 
But, you know, when, you know it, it, things were logical or not, but, you know, these people were illogical. They, they come up with some of the, the weirdest things I've ever seen. So, I, you know, I just go with the flow, and I, uh, we have a, actually, we, we got a place in Florida, a golf club, too, that we built, and, or, and uh, we built a smoking room on it. We added a room where we play cards and smoke. And everybody knows we did it. The board did it. And if you don't want to come in there, don't come in there. But if you come in there, people are going to be smoking in it. That's just the way it is. Amen. That's the way we beat that thing. Amen. Well, just join us, Honest Dave here, speaking with uh, the legendary and Hall of Fame player, Coach Mike Dicka. And Mike, you know, I tell you what, we talk about football. Now, I'm a father. I got three girls, three little girls myself. Which did you find more difficult, coaching a football team or raising kids? Well, I'm still raising kids. I mean, believe it. I mean, believe it or not, you know, you're always, your kids are always yours. They're not going anywhere. Football players, they come and they go. Uh, I, I think the greatest the greatest mark you can leave and the greatest mark I can leave is, is uh, you know, the way you raise your kids. That's, that's, that's much more. Football's a game. Uh, you know, life is about your family and your kids and the things you do. So you take care of that. Uh, the football, you know, I had a great time. I was the most blessed guy in the world. I was in the right place at the right time uh, with the right people, and everything worked out for me. I mean, I've had a good run. So I tell people all the time, you know, the going up was worth the coming down, and, and I mean that because if you never run up, you never understand it. But I've had a pretty good run. Well, you absolutely have, and, you know, myself personally want to thank you for tons of fond memories that I'll have for the rest of my life. Uh Watching you and Sweetness and McMahon play, it was great. Um, it's back to uh, the uh, Camacho cigar, the Dicka cigar. How involved were you in creating that blend? Did they just come and bring samples to you? Did you go down there and look at any of the tobaccos? They well, they wanted me to go down to the Honduras. Nope. I said, okay, you can bring. And they brought some tobacco. We sampled a couple things. Now, you know, the original line, when they came out with the player, the, the, the coach, the Hall of Famer, and then throwback. And I, I, I like every one of them. Now you got to understand that the player's the lightest one, and then, you know, the coach, and then it goes on up until. Uh, now, the one, the 89, I really like the cigar. It's got a nice pepper pop to it. And, and I love the throwback, too. Now, but the throwback, I think, is a much stronger cigar. I don't know if everybody would like that, but I like it. You know, so I mean, I don't want to just uh, put. If you're going to smoke the line of cigars that we got, you Best thing in the morning, go ahead and light up one of the players. Don't light up that the throwback uh, right away. So then when you get back, then later in the day, you pick that one up, you'll enjoy it. Absolutely, after after a good meal. Actually, throwback's one of my favorite cigars. I like a little more of that fuller little punch of a yeah, cigar. Yeah, it, it, it's a nice pop to it. Yeah. You'll like this one, too. This one has a little a little pepper uh, thing to it. It's pretty good. I, I, the 89, I just, uh, I just cut them the other day, you know. And actually, I had a, uh, first ones I got, I went in and bought them. I knew a place that had them, so I went and bought them, and they shipped me some. So what the heck? Now I'm smoking. I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I got a lot of supply cigars, anyways. Well, I tell you what, I love. I can't wait. I can't wait to get down to Mickey Blake's and get a cigar in my mouth today. You got that itch? Do this thing, yeah. <laughs> Coach has got the itch. Honest uh, Dave here with uh, Coach Mike Dick. Uh, I tell you what, that throwback is perfect. I find that throwback cigar perfect. After a good pork chop dinner at one of my favorite restaurants. Well, that would be pretty good, but I, we used to be able to do that right in the restaurant. You know, you know who makes the best pork chops? 
We do. Dick is. I was I'll there. I was there. I was there. I was there two months ago. It was great. Great meal. Uh, it, it's a good port. It really is. Uh, you know, we, we've been fortunate. We have. Uh, I've had great partners. We have four restaurants right now. Uh, two in Chicago, one in Pittsburgh. We got one in Arizona, in a casino out there. So we're very excited about what we're doing. And I got great partners. Great partners. Very trustworthy. And, and guys who are really on the ball and, and stay on top of things. So, and, and you know, I've been in the restaurant business for a long time with different people, and uh, it, it's a tough business if you get people who are unethical. Huh. Mm-hmm. As any business would be, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Well, I tell you what, as, as a patron, I tell you, they were on point. The service was spectacular. In fact, we were watching uh, the one of the Hawks' final games at the restaurant when I was in Chicago. The service was spectacular. The food was spectacular. So couldn't see anything bad about the experience. So the people there are doing right by you. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, Coach, let me ask you a question. You're building a team for only one season. All right? Who do you go with? Who's your quarterback? Is it Marino, Montana, or Manning? Well, you know, I I think it, you know, it's so hard. Manning is in a system right now. I mean, he's, he's come to uh, – a point in his career where he runs that offense, but no coach runs that offense. He runs. I think it was a little different when you talk about Danny and, you know, as good as they were talent-wise, and I think they had more talent, but they didn't really run the offense. Somebody would call the plays and doing the other things. They had an opportunity to audible once in a while. Right, this guy up there, he runs that whole offense. I'm just telling you that right now. Now, I don't think that I've ever seen a quarterback do that. Maybe Otto Grammer. I don't, I don't remember back that far. But, uh, <laughs> but Danny was – Danny was uh, – there, there's so many good ones. Brady's so good. I mean, Breeze is good. I mean, I, I could go on and on about these guys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just impressed with the, the overall quarterback play in the league. You know, the kid down in Carolina has really improved terrifically. Um uh, you know, the kid in Miami I like, you know, Tannehill. So, I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. So, it's like the guy, Wilson, is terrific up in Seattle. So, when you start looking at these guys, there's so many. Aaron Rodgers is the best in the business. So, you know, it's a quarterback-driven league. Baffert up in Detroit, you got guys that are doing things. Another Manning in New York. I, I just think it's, a, you know, Flacco. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks in the game, and you have to have a good quarterback. There's no question about it. The old days, you'd have you know, every you know everybody have a quarterback, but you know you only a couple of them would get the notoriety. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there right now. Well, I tell you what, speaking of quarterbacks, do you ever stay in touch with or see uh, old Jim McMahon? I saw him. I just did a commercial with him actually. Did you and really? Yeah, he's living now. He's living in Arizona now, and uh, he, you know he, he's got a little. You know, he had the brain scan. He's got a, a little problem, you know. He's getting a little forgetful, but uh, he's a great kid. We had a lot of laughs. We just did a thing for uh, Overstock, and it was funny. I mean, it, and, uh, and he was great. You know, we had fun. Great. Well, listen, Coach, I really want to thank you so much for your time, uh, taking a moment on your busy schedule. Listen, can we get one more favor out of you? Can we get a little, yeah. can we get a little one-liner? This is uh, Coach Iron Mike Dicker, and I love Kiss My Ash Radio. This is Iron Mike, Mike Ditcher, and I love Kiss My Ash Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Coach. You're the best. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. 
Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at KissMyAshRadio.com. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Siri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest location. This is Pete Hernandez with the Hernandez Brothers. Honest Dave is my hero, my meatball hero. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, please go out and try one, because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blends cigar at your nearest tobacconist today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. In the white room with black curtains in the station. Black roof country, no gold 
Welcome back. Honest Abe here with the gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome hello, back. Hello, hello. We hope you enjoyed those interviews uh, that we played. Uh, hopefully, uh, all is well with the Saka family and Steve Saka. I'm sure we'll get him back on the show, and he'll probably have more tasty tidbits for us. He's usually not short of things to say. Never. He's always interesting to yeah. have on the radio. Absolutely. Yeah. Or as we like to, we learned during the dinner, if you put him with a member of the Kellner family, <laughs> they will geek out to levels that even the greatest aficionado will never understand. I don't know how they even got time to scarf any of their food down. They didn't stop talking throughout the whole, oh, uh, really? the whole dinner. I was at a different table. The whole dinner. Uh, yeah, Starbucks run. Very well done. Really quick. Starbucks is just around the corner. Yes. When you're in dire need, go to your Starbucks. And what did you get? I got a um, chai frappuccino with a shot of espresso. Sounds very healthy. Is that all like whipped cream in yep. there? Yep, nice. lots of whipped cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam Cam, I'm sure you got the most bitter coffee they serve there. Of course. Yes. Black, as my heart. Black, any particular blend? Uh, well, unfortunately, now they're serving the Christmas blend. Oh. It started on Tuesday for the week and a half, well, week. From Tuesday through last week, Monday, they were ser- serving Thanksgiving blend, which is the second greatest blend they do all year round, but they always short it because they want to promote the Christmas blend far too much. He, he would know that. He worked at Starbucks, so let's not That's forget. Right. He was a, he was a, a barista. barista. I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. A barista or you a miss those days? Not at all. Can you imagine walking into a Starbucks and Adam K. No, I remember completely. I remember completely. I mean, did you, like, depress the people? No, because they're getting caffeinated. Getting caffeinated. Yeah. I actually remember meeting Adam in the Starbucks before he worked for Smokin, and he was a really nice guy. And I remember him specifically. He was because I would get my nails done. Really I would nice get my guy. nails done, and <laughs> the girls at the salon knew Adam, and they referred to him as uh, the bubble butt guy. And I'm like, yes, that is the guy. Yeah. Yes, and that's Apparently how people I'm... referred to him at the nail salon. Yeah, yeah. they referred to him as the butt head guy. <laughs> hi hi All right, in the studio today joining us, uh, former congressman, uh, actually served from 1995 to 2006, Mark Foley. Mark, welcome. Thank you. Good for, morning. Thank you for coming on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you, and look at the cheering crowd outside the studio. <laughs> it's <know>. amazing. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Mark, he's looking forward to coming down there and Bloody Mary's, being able to smoke a cigar while he's on the radio, and then... We stuck him in the studio. We apologize. It's okay. It's Hopefully okay. we'll get you in the shop and uh, have a very uh, update in the future and enjoy a Bloody Mary together and a good cigar. Well, I must say Michael Wallstrom, who worked for you for years, was the one that uh, brought us together. And that is exactly what I said to him. A Saturday <laughs> at a cigar store, smoking a stogie. Well, you know Having what? a Bloody Mary sounded pretty appealing, but now I'm in this uh, studio, uh, right? Uh, well, I don't know what to call it. White, white room. <laughs> bouncing room. Bouncing ballroom. <laughs> And, and I tell you, it's really funny because, you know, you know, we just assume most people of your stature are busy and prefer to call in and come down. And then Michael actually texts me and says, you know, he's a cigar smoker. Like, he wants to come to the studio. I said, are you kidding me? We'd love to have him in. So, of course, we called you and said, come down to the studio. And then next thing you know, we're actually in the, the studio studio. So, moving on, I, we appreciate you for taking the time. And a lot of interesting stuff going on. Amazing. I mean, amazing elections uh, past week. Uh, Republicans took over the Congress. uh, You know, what do you do? You feel this is a statement about how Americans feel about the current leadership and what's going on in the country? Without question, and it's an important time in our country's history. We went through this in '94 when I was elected. It was a sweep that was unexpected. Uh, Republicans never expected to be in charge. First time in 40 years they had been in '94. Wow. What I hope we learn. From this event, which is a very important time in our country's history, that the Republicans actually focus 
on helping people's lives. The economy, figuring out things that will enhance our economic structure. And I pray they stay out of people's personal lives, whether that involves abortion, whether That's that involves much cigar the, smoking, the whatever it is. The downfall for the Republican Party is all these really liberal issues of abortion, gay marriages. And I just I find it frustrating that this is what the people feel is important about running a healthy country. Let me, let me be not very— Not that it's not important, but I just don't think these should be the deeming issues of what's— going to be best for this country. Let me explain it this way. I used to fight with Tom DeLay, then the majority leader, and I would say, Tom, 10% of America is rabidly pro-life, 10% are rabidly pro-choice, 80% don't want to talk about it because it's a deeply (laughs) personal issue. True. We spend 80% of our time here in Washington figuring out how to piss the 20% off that have an interest in this issue. And the 80% are sitting at home going, what are these knuckleheads doing? Because truthfully, it doesn't help anybody's life if you spend 10 hours on the floor talking about a woman's uh, reproductive rights. What that 10 hours would have been better spent on is figuring out how do you get kids educated without having uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans to repay. Sure. How do you get a community safe? How do you integrate you know, industry back in America? You know, they keep saying, oh, it's the Chinese, it's this, it's that. No, it's a structure that there's overregulation in our country that is stifling manufacturing and creativity. And they go over there because the labor's cheaper and they're not confronted with regulation. And to boot, it almost rewards lethargy. No question. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Well, I mean, if you look at what we've created in the healthcare environment now, if, okay, if you don't work, you're going to get it free. So yeah. what is the incentive to actually – what you did with your stores, you, you're an entrepreneur. You had to start – probably with the first store and sure. pray it worked. Sure. And you hoped you were in a good location. A lot of factors going into opening a business. I know them full well. I started at the age of 21 a restaurant in Lake Worth. So you take this risk on and you decide, I want to help my community by being a little business owner. That notion today is almost laughed at. It is. Well, why work hard? Why take risk? You know, sign up for this, sign up for that. If you, you earn this little bit of money. So the middle class, when we always say the middle class is being squeezed, they're being crushed. They're being crushed. People, you know, cigar legislation, you know, worrying about stuff that, hey, if somebody wants to smoke a cigar, it's a warning label on it. It'll say if it's cancerous, but that's freedom of choice. Let people make their own decisions. I happen to like cigars, and I happen to think like anything in moderation. They're good. They're fun. They're relaxing. Sure. But people in Washington seem to think, oh, what can I do today to interfere with somebody's life? How can I make it more difficult for them to succeed? And I really don't think that's in their mind that they're trying. But that seems like how they operate. But, but it's like for me to be popular in politics, I have to come up with some <clears throat> legislation that makes people think I'm working. You know, I'm actually thrilled when they say Congress is on vacation. People say, oh, they take too much time off. I said, please, <laughs> if they'd only work a week, a year, <laughs> we'd be better off as a country. <laughs> I, it really is amazing. Now, with this new you know, control, in 2015 American politics, beyond the rhetoric, do you believe or, or will there be a legislative difference between a Republican-controlled Congress and a formerly Democratic one? I think you're already seeing it. I think the Keystone Pipeline, which is critically important, bringing oil down from Canada so that we can be energy independent. You know, environmentalists are having a problem with it, but they'd rather see all these tanker trucks on the rails and on the interstates, bringing crude oil down to supply our energy need. So they're going to block a pipeline that does it more safely because they think it's a degradation to the environment. I mean, 
I think what you're seeing is not really and, harmful. I mean, no, it's not harmful. They're, it's the they're best. pumping oil in a pipeline. Well, I always laugh. I mean, is people, it really harmful to the environment? No, it's not. But but thankfully, yesterday the House took action and passed the Keystone Pipeline. Now that the Republicans are going to be in charge, they're going to follow suit and create legislation that mandates the pipeline. I mean, everybody complains about you know energy. Until they flip on their switch, they want to see instant energy. But we got to get it from somewhere. It doesn't just happen. And so you have to manage a grid. You have to manage the production. You have to bring the supply in. The whole idea and the whole notion behind energy independence was so we were not tied up in the Middle East all the time over who's running the countries. So we can supply our own domestic needs and create jobs here. The Keystone Pipeline is one of those key elements. But others, oh, you know, that's what struck. I, I, it amazes me when I hear some of the arguments against these things, and they're mostly from people who simply have an agenda. They're not really interested in solving a problem because if they said, well, if you did this with the pipeline, we'd be more supportive. That's not the case. They right. don't want the pipeline right? And because they believe it's more fossil fuel, this and that, global warming. I get on a little high horse here only because I've seen the impact <clears throat> of government firsthand, and I've seen well-intentioned people – Assuming somehow government can solve our problems? Well, that's the, I think that's the whole basis of the problem is that they feel or the government or part, part of the government feels that they need to solve our problems. That they need, we need to be, as, as, as Americans and citizens, we need to be babysat. We need to be taken care of. Someone's got to hold our hand along the way. They, they forgot how this country was right. founded, how it was developed, how it was built. One of, one of my favorite scenes in any movie was Cinderella Man. Um, Russell Crowe, and I don't know if you saw the movie, but you know he was so. There was a point where he he had to send his kids away. He had to go on welfare, and he was so against going on welfare. It was just such against the grain of his nature as a man. But he went on welfare, and he took money from welfare. And the best scene was when he finally won a fight and made some money. He went back to the welfare line and gave them back their money. That mentality doesn't exist anywhere. It, it today. doesn't. My grandmother came from Poland, worked as a maid. She was proud to have a job. Learned to speak English. She had to take night courses at Pasadena Community College. She was so proud to be given a chance and worked 13-hour days scrubbing toilets. I tell this story because it's part of what I remembered in the pride of just being allowed to be an American, be a citizen, be able to swear allegiance to a country, having come from a communist uh, country like Poland. So when you see that attitude – and you look at the attitude today where people are standing there just, oh, healthy, capable. I don't – why work? Yeah, well, why work? What can I get out of right. this government, well, which is the attitude? And so I'm not anti-government. I want to make that clear right here on the radio show. I think government has a purpose. But what happens is people now start assuming that as a nanny state, you can care for everybody's little ill or concern. And then you can micromanage legislation to say this is right, this is wrong. Free choice is still important in America. People have to feel that entrepreneurialship. They have to see the results of their actions. So what we should be doing is you know, urging Republicans to focus on things that are critically necessary, stay out of my bedroom, stay out of my personal life, make our country strong economically, protect us from foreign entities that wish us harm, uh, crush ISIS. That's a job the government can do Absolutely. well is stop terrorism and stop the kind of people that want to uh, behead us and kill our citizens. That's what we should be focused on. Every day we take our eye off those targets and think about what can I do to stifle the cigar industry? How can I stop the liquor industry from uh, tempting our kids uh, to, 
to drink. Uh, how can I stop advertising on the airwaves some product that I find personally offensive? When we start down that road, we waste time. I, I mean, it just seems to me the First Amendment gets violated all the time. I don't believe that you have the freedom of speech anymore because you, in a lot of ways you don't, and it's taken away from us. And I find it interesting because, you know, Emily, how old are you? 26. So, I mean, there's a good decade and a half between us, and there's a generation gap. And she unfortunately listens to my rhetoric all day long, so I may influence sometimes maybe how she feels. But, you know, you're a young person in today's country. What is it you feel going on? Do you, do you, is it a concern for you? Do you think about it? I mean, did you vote this last you can, uh, you can be honest. I mean, no, I didn't but, vote. But this is this is part. Boo! <laughs> I'm going to chastise her for that one. I know, but this is this is the problem. It's, it's not just her. It's it's, I, it's a lot of her generation, and they're just they're not worried about anything. You know, I mean, it, 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 they just live day in day out, and, and and how do we solve that problem? Well, and I want her to speak, and I'm not going to cut her off, but I do want to make the comment. The reason young people don't vote is the exact reasons I just gave you. When legislators think it's more important to talk about who's marrying who and what you're doing with your reproductive rights, young people get turned off because they think it's nonsensical. They're getting saddled with student loans. They're getting told what they can and cannot do. (laughs) There's the thought police. Just what you said about his derriere from what they called him at the Starbucks, that all of a sudden should be, oh, no, no, she can't say that. Well, no, why can't she say it? Free speech. You can object to what I say. Absolutely. But I have every right to say it. And same in that regard. Please right. tell us about your thoughts. Well, and I, and working in an industry like this, in this in the tobacco industry, and seeing how how much we're being regulated and the issues that we're going through, I just from this industry alone, I see how how much government is overstepping boundaries and and the effects that it's having on everybody. Even you know me, it's not. I work for the business, but seeing how Abe's being affected and then everybody that works for us um that issue alone does concern me so it does open up my eyes and make me realize that there's bigger issues out there you know and obviously yes i should have voted (laughs) well there's things that i should have done and there's things that i should look out for and think about and do i all the time no it's not because i'm i'm not interested in knowing of what's going on i just but see the important thing and i want to make this point is for you to be in an industry that's under threat Constantly. In order to repudiate that thought process, you have to arm yourself with the facts and then be prepared to vote. Right. And you have to, you have to create an incentive for your fellow citizens to vote because right. that is when politicians listen. When they know that at your cigar shop you sign, let's say, a petition to protect right. the industry and they get thousands of signatures, all of a sudden that politician who heretofore didn't care about your issue says, oh, my God, I have to worry about this. This is something that will affect my – Life. The election, yeah. yeah. And so it's all about that. So you yeah. really do – I encourage people to participate. You can do it almost by mail these days. You get absentee ballots. You don't have to go the day of the polls. And, and, but you know, please, in her defense, please I've, I've seen – because I, I get company emails. I've seen her uh, post, and you sent an email to the FDA. I, and, I and do, the and I get involved. And you petitioned the White House. I have, and the petitions yes. went on for our industry. So she <clears> does. But, but it's just that whole generation of – I mean, look, Clinton won. Back in the day, because he got that youth vote. I like Bill Clinton. Yeah, MTV. Oh, God, in retrospect, I love Bill Clinton. (laughs) The best. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. One of the best. I I mean, he got that MTV vote. He got all the young kids interested in politics. They all came out and voted. I mean, no one expected him to win in the beginning of that race. I mean, George Bush, I think, was had an 80% approval rate at the time. So, I mean, the youth out there can make a difference. I think they forget it sometimes in, in how, how involved they need to get in politics. Right. And, I, and I'm, like you said, I get involved 
in certain aspects. And, and so it's not like I'm not I'm completely absent. It's There's just more, yes, that I can do. Let's drag Adam into this. Well, here's the one point I was going to make is the one thing that completely is turning me off from the entire thing and probably the younger generation as well is just the complete and utter lack of control in advertising during political campaigns. It's gotten terrible. It has gotten so bad. This this year had to be the worst ever, I think, and just where I was just completely paying attention to every other commercial's attack ad on this candidate or that candidate or this one's going back at that one, and it's constant. It's every single minute. It was absolutely... And Christy Scott campaigns just went... Oh, Hayward. no, no, no. Even the local ones between Sachs and Bogdanoff and all these other guys, and this guy did this, and he did that, and this guy's a liar, and he's an absolute scum, and he worships the devil, and it was ridiculous. No, it, it's almost that Election Day brings the TV back to your control because there is nothing but ugliness on the airways. Well, that that should – you know, if politicians want to regulate something, they should regulate their own behavior in that regard. It, it really should. I'm going to tell you something. It's really funny because I, I, I watched the, the, the Chris Scott – campaign a lot and it started out with god man they made each other each look like neither one should be governor i mean they just seriously they they i mean they both made each other look horrendous and you know when you do that as as, as a citizen you say well god i mean really who who do you vote for because they both now look awful then it was really funny scott came out with a, a a change in his advertising and said look you know there's been a lot of bad things going back and forth Whatever, but you know what? It's not about me. It's about, it's about you, the people, whatever. Then Chris Camp turned around, did the exact same kind of like, all right, no more bad mouthing. It's about the people. But what the one ad that really blew my mind away? I mean, I was shocked when I saw it, and that was a that was a tight race. They, he didn't overwhelmingly win, but the Giuliani ad. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a politician. And that was a press conference. That wasn't a commercial right. that was no. made for no. the campaign. And that was late in the campaign, yeah, too, when that first that came out. Yeah, that ad came out. I mean, do you think that ad swayed a lot of – I think maybe? I think two ads actually had a huge impact. And I will tell you, the first one was Scott's – I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but for our listeners who aren't familiar with what Adam talked about, Giuliani they, – they showed an ad of Giuliani at a press conference basically talking about politicians he met in his life and how some are good and some are bad and – Whatnot, but basically it summed it up at the very end. There's nobody's ever met in politics that he did not trust more, respect more than Charlie Crist. And that was an ad that ran like the week of the election. So, yeah, and, and remembering that, you know, the state of Florida is the sixth borough of Manhattan. Yes. I mean, because a lot of voters who vote here know Rudy Giuliani very, very well yes. from his he's, time he's in He's local. York. He lives here in West Palm Beach. Right. Uh, he's in Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two ads that were effective. That was one of them because that's a what we call a surrogate speaking about the candidates. And, and he is well respected for how he turned New York around. The other one was the one Scott creatively done, and they called it Flipping Outrageous, Flipping Crazy. And it was Charlie Crist's. Flipping, changing opposition. And, and what was most effective about it wasn't some third person saying these things. It's Charlie in his own voice. I'm a Democrat. Right. I'm an independent. I'm a Republican. Right. And everything on his positions changed. Ironically, Charlie was probably one of the most popular governors when he was governor. Yeah, he was if very he, well liked. When he he was Republican ran for governor. re-election, which he should have done. He would have been easily re-elected and would have not had a problem. But he decided he wanted to go off to Washington and become a senator. Hence all the problems. Then Marco Rubio got in. Then he became an independent. Charlie flipped into so many contortions that people 
couldn't trust them anymore. But it shows you the power of negative advertising. If you took what was once the most popular, beloved governor, not the most popular, well, but one, a I very mean, yeah. popular governor, and now brought him down to a tie with a guy that most people acknowledge is not uh, camera-ready. Governor Scott's not the most charismatic person you've ever run into. He's a good manager, but he wouldn't excite a crowd. So when he was able, through advertising, to destroy Charlie Crist's possibilities to be governor, it says a lot about what people listen to. They pay attention to negative, to your point, Adam, sadly. Mm -hmm. yeah. They buy into it. They start believing it. And they don't look at how does this person's a view of the world going to change my life. Instead, they go, oh, the lesser of two evils would be let me hold my nose and I'll vote for this guy. Because that maybe either his ads weren't that bad or they weren't as bad as the other. That's not what – a way to choose an elected official. Oh, he, he had worse ads, but it wasn't as bad right. as that, that, That's been like, the problem. And, and if we start focusing on that, we get away from the issues that actually matter and where they stand on the things of how are they going to correct or get the government going in a more rightful manner or correct the economy or well, everything you, else. You said it, correct the economy. Now, to some people, they keep thinking, well, why does it matter? I have a job. Why do I care if somebody else has a job? Well, it matters. Your cigar store, probably sales were off in 2008, sure. 2009. Absolutely. When people are struggling, their homes are being foreclosed. They can't buy a $12 stick. They can't go out and figure out, oh, I'd love a Macanuda today. I'd love a uh, Arturo Fuente. Sure. You know, they can't sit there and make those disposable purchases because they're barely able to buy dinner. So it does matter. The economy and job creation absolutely matters. Graduating from college without a job is a pretty sad thing. And, and it's so, happening more and, and more. And it's happening more and more. Or the kind of job you were trained for. Why did I spend $100,000 for college? Well, I was hoping to become XYZ. It's almost equivalent to a high school diploma nowadays. Absolutely. And there's Michael Walsker there showing is. up in, in the studio. studio. Oh, my God. I think God. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. No? We're going to get a break, probably. We're going to break, yeah. <laughs> break? If you just joined us, we have Mark Foley, former congressman. More with Mark Foley right after this. WSVU 960 AM North Palm Beach. W240CI 95.9 FM North Palm Beach. W295BJ 106.9 FM Jupiter. It's no secret there's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. 
Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. Hey, this is Kurt from 724 Cigars. We originated Tobacco Patina here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Trill, Cabarete, Cuellar. Yes, Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I said Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. Get these cigar brands in your head because they are great and here to stay. So do yourself a favor. Go to your local retailer and say Trill, Cabarete, and Cuellar. I need to try these now. Top-rated cigars from Villager Cigars. It's a movement. For more information or to find a retailer near you, visit VilligerCigars.com. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Strange music this week, buddy. I have no idea. I don't know what you're doing either. What are you doing? Man? You're <laughs> killing me, Colin. Welcome back to all our loyal classics when we need them. <laughs> listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here with my gang, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M, sitting in studio here with us in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, in the lovely Seaview Studios. Is former Congressman Mark Foley. Mark, once again, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you very much. Good to be here. And also sitting with us is uh, our, the liaison that got you on our show this week, uh, former uh, smoking employee uh, Michael Wallstrom. Michael, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you. It's uh, fun to be back. And you're currently, I believe, involved on the board for the Republican Party? Yes, I have been. <laughs> I'm, I'm an armchair quarterback, though. Really, Mark's the expert here. I'm just going to watch and listen. <laughs> if people only could see in studio and see Michael Wallstrom with his sunglasses He's on. Nervous. Like, well, he just looks like he came in from a night out of the town. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Hey, do you need I think we coffee? all know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's nervous. It's okay, but uh, he's he's, Michael, I, I've been known Michael now for eight years. Tons of insight and not used to being in the studio, left his ringer on. Yeah. But amateur it's hour. <laughs> it's all good. 
Sometimes we would say, Mark, before the break, we were touching on a lot of things. One of the things we were talking about was the, you know. Amendment 2. Yes. We were talking about Amendment 2 we during the break. We did that in the break, but of course, it's an interesting point, And a lot of the things we were, I brought up was, you know, John Morgan, you know, who Chris had been backed by Chris and had been working for Chris when he wasn't the governor for a while, put almost $4 million of his own money into Amendment 2 because he felt it was an issue that possibly was going to get a lot of Democratic voters to the polls to get Chris in office. Now, we were talking interesting, and you said it's a smoke and mirror thing. Well, it is a smoke and mirror, and it's what I object to most is just like gay marriage in Nebraska or Kansas. They put it on the ballot, not necessarily because they are moved by that position, but they simply realize that if they drag out evangelicals who otherwise may not vote, then they're likely to elect a senator and a governor in that year. John Morgan was brilliant at the thought process. He Mm -hmm. said Democrats largely, uh, independents likely, young voters certainly are going to favor – Seniors probably wouldn't vote for legalizing marijuana under any condition. But anybody 35 and younger, you got a chance to captivate and, and, and make create, them vote. Create an, a, a reason to vote. So John Morgan did successfully get it on the ballot. He spent a lot of money, and they honestly believed that would be the margin of victory. What they didn't expect is the pushback from professionals who saw this as a problem. Now, California did legalize pharmacies for medical use. They realized. You should have just opened them up on every street corner because you virtually did it by that act. You don't need a good doctor to get a script for marijuana. You just have to go in and say, I'm shaking this morning. They go, oh, you need marijuana. I have a headache today. Oh, it could be migraines. Marijuana is good for that. So they write scripts for everybody. So they should have legalized it. And as we were talking about, if you legalized it and taxed it and let consenting adults decide what they're going to ingest in their body – it would not only produce an economic windfall for the state, but it would also create one other entity for them to focus on rather than tobacco simply or that's, liquor. That's been my, my preaching all along. I would love for that to be taxable and, and become an economic you but, know, windfall because for me in the tobacco industry, we just easily and always the quickest get abused. Right. But why it's money, a game? Tax- why it's a game to me is mm-hmm. because it was never intended as a medical issue. It was never expected to be that. Uh, be honest then with the voters. Put it on as a ballot initiative. Should we legalize marijuana and stop this phoniness? But instead, let's incrementally sound like we're doing something for society for those who have glaucoma, cancer. And yes, it has medicinal use. I'm not saying it doesn't. But the fact remains that either open it up or don't open it up, but you can't be half pregnant. You can't have yeah, like a legislation be <laughs> half pregnant. pregnant you know? Well, now, Colorado's been the test kitchen for this whole thing. And do you know it was – was the, that initiative a boon for oh, no Democratic? Question. Well, it's not. Well, it has actually changed the state. Colorado has got two major influences that are Democrat, but the majority of Colorado is kind of a, a Western frontier mentality. Well, their energy, they got to be conservative. They're more Republican because they're private property rights, they're cattlemen, they're energy producers. So they typically side with the Republicans, but the marijuana thing has brought in that whole new they paradigm. Out Democratic voters. Well, it's brought a lot of residents to Colorado now living there that probably wouldn't have lived there if they. And new businesses. New business. And, and their surplus of treasury has been phenomenal. Well, Emily's actually from Colorado. Have you been home since this past? Yes, I've I've been. Is there home. any dramatic changes you visually have seen in Colorado? Um, not visually. I mean, that the fact that the streets now have pot stores you can walk into and just so like, you see like, them. It's like a candy shop. You can walk right in. Did you go in one? Yeah. Did you get any marijuana? Um, no. Such a liar! <laughs> liar. 
Listen, it's Colorado now. Yeah. What you but, do but, in but Colorado you need, stays in Colorado. Yeah, right? Right. But, yeah. You don't, but you don't need a prescription. You can just walk you in and buy walk it. You walk right in, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Well, now, Mark, the other question I would have for you, and you might, you may know this, it, it, assuming that this wasn't just a ploy here in Florida to get this to, – to bring out Democratic voters – the, the Democrats that wanted this initiative to pass must have had their eye on millions of dollars in tax revenue. I mean, down the road. Okay, if this gets legalized, we're going to get a lot of money out of this. What was their plan? What were they going to do with this new bucket of cash? Was it some exciting new social services they were going to provide and expand government dramatically? I mean, what, what, what was the plan? Well, I don't think you can only accuse Democrats of looking for more tax revenue because anyone in government looks for revenue because then they can feather the nest of their reelections by helping people out with your money. So I, I wouldn't accuse the Democrats solely of it, but there's no question. It was done politically to draw voters, and then economically they would have seen a windfall because it's, it would be heavily regulated. I mean it was kind of odd when I started hearing the structure. Only a few select people would be allowed to be farmers, grow houses, and then they had to be in business 25. It was like, who is this written for? Because if you're saying you had to have a nursery for 25 years of consistent ownership to be able to grow marijuana, well, that means that two or three influential farmers had gotten the legislation twisted so it would be for them. What would make it so significant that you had to have a farm for 25 yeah. years? Well, you may be a lousy farmer for 24 of those years, and you now became a billionaire. But if Morgan put farmer. that much money into it, you would have to suspect that somewhere in the shadows he had a financial interest in this being – I, I gotta, as I've well. got to assume when you started seeing billboards saying how to be profitable marijuana shop. I mean, it tells the story. There's a lot of money behind the curtain, mm-hmm. and people like Morgan would have benefited, number one, because his patron or vice versa, Charlie Chris, would be governor. Mm-hmm. Then you would have election of judges or appointments of judges that are philosophically – let's say, in tune to the trial bar, the trial, which well, is John Morgan. Well, Morgan must have really not liked that new PIP law that went through under Scott, right? I mean, no question. Those, all, those, those are, are all the things that are uh, bread and butter issues for John Morgan's firm. They do uh, trial law. They sue for the injured. They sue for malpractice, what have you. So anytime there's any legislation put in that impedes that opportunity to sue, mm-hmm. uh, John Morgan loses money. I, I don't begrudge him. You know People say all Republicans are against trialers. No, we want people to have a remedy for a claim. If, if a doctor cuts off the wrong leg of mine, I want to be able to seek remedy. I don't want to be told, no, you can't sue because it's too bad. It's just like a life and it's bad luck. No. So I'm not going to be accusatory of, of Morgan, but when you stack the deck and are looking to elect politicians and you're in a specific industry, industry and same for tobacco. Sure. I mean, they're fighting for their lives. They're Certainly. pushing back. Certainly. Thankfully, though, because of a new Republican philosophy, I don't think they're going to be as troubled. Uh, and let me make this statement. I'll show you a real result that's happened because of this administration's animus towards coal. Uh, West Virginia went solidly Republican in, in precincts that had never voted for a Republican in their life. Um, because he has been so uh, antagonistic toward the coal industry, much like he would be to cigars, tobacco, and other things. You know, at some point it breaks the back of the very voter in the state that have made their livelihood off of coal. Speaking of Obama of tobacco, now, I'm yeah, speaking yeah, of Obama. Yeah, yeah. The over-regulatory aspects of this administration have caused people to go out of business. Mm-hmm. It's a hostile environment. It's not like coal's an alternative fuel. It's, no, we don't like coal, so we're not letting you – 
uh, use it anywhere. And then people lose their jobs, and then they vote with Des- their feet. It destroys towns. Sure. Destroys entire towns. towns. Destroys towns. Uh, just joining us, we have uh, former Congressman Mark Foley here in the studio. Mark, do you see any way that Obamacare will get overturned? Probably not. You know, when you deal with legislation that has some good aspects to it, and there are some things in the so it's Obama like herpes law. Now we're just stuck yeah, with you're it. stuck with it. You're going to have to take your pill. But no. there are things, though. At least came, it'll be free now. There, there are things. No, there are things that came out of the health care law that are important for people, pre-existing conditions, so you can actually get a policy if you had a cancer, breast cancer, a, a prostate cancer, a lupus, or whatever else you're suffering from. There were certain things that could have been done without Obamacare, though that were already in some contemplated legislation. I think if the Republicans are smart, they'll work around the edges, see what's good in the policy areas. But they better do something fast because insurers are going to start ramping up premiums. It's already ramped up. It's right. hurting people. There's cancellations on the way. So, but, and it's but, killing employment numbers. No question. It's, but the problem is, though, you know, you give something in politics, getting it taken away – is a mighty lift. So I, I'm not expecting Republicans to move dramatically, but I will suggest that a lot of the onerous provisions of the law are probably going to get stripped, and we'll see something that resembles what Republicans were working on. I don't know if you all have it in your business, but I love the uh, where you buy into the insurance policy. It's the uh, 5,000 deductible you know, uh, health care accounts, the HSAs. HSAs, uh, Those are great. HSAs are great. So you save money in your account tax-free. It builds up, accumulates if you don't use it. That's the kind of reform that would have helped if we would have been allowed to continue that throughout society. I had an HSA account. I love HSAs because you really are responsible. If you decide you want to see a doctor, if you decide you go shopping. I use mine. I love it. I think it's – but those are the things that I think were coming to the forefront of health care that would have helped dramatically reduce premiums and spread the risk and provide coverage. Instead, we had to create a government run. And whenever the government runs it, whether it's the IRS, the Treasury Department, post uh, the office. post office, <laughs> it's not a good outcome. We ship. With all we due know. respect, it's not a good outcome. It's, and it's employment mandate for people. Congressman Mark Foley, once again, thank you so much for joining us here on Kiss My Ash Radio with your outlook and insights on what we have to look forward to. Uh, obviously, we'll hopefully down the road try to have you again. Give us I love up. this. I, lo- I love being back in studio. I almost want to buy the next hour. Is it available, Chet Tart? Can I buy an hour? Don't tease them. But uh, we'll get you back in the studio, and we'll have a cigar and, and see where we're at with this FDA regulation and how things are uh, shaping up in Congress. Thanks very much. Thank you Good very much, you. sir. Good to be with you. Up ahead. Wazel El Menzalawi, Facebook politics expert in the Middle East. Let's see what's going on with him right after this. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. And again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. 
This is Anthony Jimenez. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, and I apparently don't know anything about beer. Duho, Quaid, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars. 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quaid, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At four and a half inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Junior has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan Puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Junior will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't wait. Make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Junior at your local tobacconist today. Everyone rates cigars, but very few cigars can say that they have been the number one cigar in the free world. The Aging Room Quattro F55 Concerto is one such cigar. Ranked as the number two cigar in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of 2013, the Aging Room Concerto features Dominican fillers and binders and is wrapped in an exquisite 10-year-old Sumatran wrapper. This medium-bodied, full-flavored cigar is full of creamy sweetness time and time again. Aging Room Cigar, small batches, limited Production, unlimited enjoyment. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. No, I'm just making weird faces with John and Colin because they just—I don't know what he's trying to they do. Got a romance going on in the boardroom? They really do. You know, it's one of those. Hey, we're trapped here in this they small like little room. They like to rub beards together. Yeah, you rub your beards together. Is that what you guys do? Beard rubbing. Beards. Mm, beard you guys, friction. You guys, beard spoon. Are you? Who's the inside spoon? Uh, that'd be me. That'd be me. Oh, <laughs> admittedly, I'm a very delicate flower. <laughs> Colin does look like the butch of the two of you. Colin, you're the butch partner. He does, though. He, he's, the more, he's the more <laughs> Colin has no mic. He's a, he's a gentle lover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the friction we create when our beards come together is Enough. Like Cut him. Cut him off, Colin. No one wants to hear any more of that. He can't hear you anyway. That's it's so bad. Duncan's the inside spoon, too. He can't hear you anyway. It's so bad. Uh, I can see that. <laughs> All right. Moving on. A special guest today, Wael El Manzalawi. Wael El Menzalawi is an Egyptian writer. He was born in 1973. He's graduated from the English Department of in the Faculty of the Arts. He had a diploma from the Faculty of Education. He was graduated from an institute for preparing for Islamic scholars. He writes articles and short stories in Arabic and English that have been published in many newspapers, magazines, and websites. 
His first book, Questions and Answers About Islam, was published in 2008. Calling in directly from Egypt. Well, are you there? Hello. Welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you. Well, tell us uh, exactly. uh, Do you consider yourself to be an author, an educator, or an activist? Uh, I have published 19 e-books. I am also a Facebook activist. You're on Facebook? What? I'm sorry? Uh, I am uh, the admin of some uh, political Facebook pages in Arabic. What are the Facebook pages called? Uh, One page is entitled uh, Torah Prison Hospital is ready for cases like Mubarak. It was established because after the Egyptian Revolution, the ex-president Mubarak was not carried to prison. He was in a special hospital. Yes, Wael El-Mazawi, uh, activist, wrote book Facebook Politics in the Middle East. You could learn more about Wael and his books on Amazon.com and uh, the stuff he writes about. Well done, John. Where's our producer? I think he ran out of the room to hide. Well done. <laughs> well done. Whoa. Great, what? Great, great Did you guest. talk to him? I talked to him on the phone. Great guest. Oh, is he still on? Yeah. <laughs> I told you Whatever. to cut him. <laughs> So that bad. was hilarious. Oh, I didn't even cut him. I, I told you cut him. That's funny, though. Hey, we're never going to talk to him again. Okay? Oh. <laughs> I thought you wanted me just to cut in. and No, cut him. Cut him. <laughs> come on. Come on. The guy on. couldn't even talk. The, um, uh, the person I talked to apparently on the phone on Thursday was not the uh, same person that had contacted me because, holy crap, am I sorry about that. <laughs> that wasn't the same person. I was like that. That oh, sounded like. I, can I say mushmouth from the Cosby Show? I don't know show? what that, that was. was oh my God, John! The worst booking ever in the history of this show. I should have made an open for it. Unbelievable! <laughs> no, no, no. There should be a new opening that goes after a bad segment like that. Yeah, John screws up. It's John me hanging. Has right. Screwed up. Yeah. That was terrible. That was bad. I, really, I feel bad. I mean, listen, he's an actor. I really hope yeah. he's not calling back right no, now. No, no. He he probably he writes <laughs> busy line. He writes, listen, he's writing for the new Islam, the new regime, a more westernized philosophy. He's he's an activist, you know. know, We were going to talk to him about how Facebook is actually different in the Middle East, how it's regulated, how it doesn't work here. Well, like the same way in China, yeah. Yeah, and how he he writes and works to educate and try to change that philosophy. But, I mean, we weren't going to get a word out of him edgewise. No, I mean, theoretically it was good because he he does a lot of work and he's been targeted by a lot of the, uh, you know, he's anti-ISIS, anti-all that stuff. And, And so being in Egypt, Egypt, which in itself is a hotbed right now. Sure. Um, I mean, the, the guy is just oh, my modern day hero. I would say it could have been a good interview. It could have been possible. It could have been possible. Interview. I mean, those Egyptian those Egyptian phone lines. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah, playing the phone lines. It's, it's, it's a phone. The line. guy barely spoke English. I know. Nicely done. Well, you know, you can't hit a home run every day. I tell you, there's been one interesting KMA Hasn't episode it? this week, and then Saka called. Now he was available. Yeah. Now and, he, and we passed him up from Mazawalawi. I know. Mazawalawi. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to ask him if I pronounced it right. It sounded like I did a pretty good job. Of it. I don't think he would have been able to answer you. No, he probably wouldn't have. Uh, anyways, up ahead, we're going to have a new segment for you. Random Strange, but true, right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. 
Here's a troubling fact. Your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is under siege by some form of smoking ban in every state in the Union. And federal S-chip legislation has increased taxes on cigars by over 52%. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is your voice across all levels of government, federal, state, and local in this great nation. Let your voice be heard. Join CRA for $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Buying a home is the biggest investment you face. Choosing the right company to help makes all the difference. Property Transfer Services is a fully licensed professional title company that has been serving Florida, New Jersey, and the entire East Coast for over 22 years. Our team of experienced licensed title officers are here to work with the seller, buyer, realtor, builder, and bank to make sure that every transaction is a success. For more information on how Property Transfer Services can help you, call Michael Raff at 561-691-5941. Again, that's 561-691-5941. Property Transfer Services is the official sponsor of The Great Smoke. The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo, inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers, celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities, blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros, crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo, a cigar of pure taste and true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. This is Ariel from La Serena Cigars, and Adam, you can kiss my ash. The Oliva family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Smokers old and new. 
Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Really? Rob Zombie? Abe has to record this. Rob Zombie. He's, he must be in a mood. Yeah. Dark. Depressed. He, he's tripping over his voice. Yeah. Can't say anything. What? What? Welcome back. Honest Abe here. My gang, Adam K., the lovely Lady M, and sitting in for Wazan El Malazawi, <laughs> our producer, John Brand. I'm sure he's a nice thank guy, you, thank but, you. oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's, I, listen, I don't that's blame, my bad. I don't blame anybody but the producer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I take full responsibility for that. <laughs> All right. That was a travesty. To make up for our uh, segment, we have a new uh, segment for you, Random, Strange, But True. Random. I like turtles. Strange. This is a house of learned doctors. But true. Oh, no. Hell no, man. Y'all been up and done it. Oh, no. Hell no, boy. You like the sound of your voice, don't you, John? Me? Yeah. That wasn't me. You have to to work in radio. (laughs) All right. Here's some random, strange, but very true facts. Are you all ready for this? Here we go. Ready? I like turtles. Every day, (laughs) 20 banks are robbed every day in America. I believe it. Average take? Two grand. I already saw the answer. 2500 bucks. Oh, wow. I was right. (laughs) You were on the dot. Yeah. When glass breaks, the cracks move faster than 3,000 miles an hour. Yeah, because it's like... photograph the event, a camera must shoot at a millionth of a second. A lightning bolt generates temperatures five times hotter than that found on the sun's surface. That's pretty hot. How do you survive that? Yeah, how do you survive getting... I don't think anyone survives a direct lightning bolt hit. Mm. I I think... I don't think you can. A direct hit... We'll we'll do some fact checking on that fact. But I think like if lightning bolt like it's like you know ten fifteen yards from you, yeah, you're still blasted and burned, but you can survive it. But well, I don't to, know. To quote the great Fuzzy Zeller, whenever I'm outside in a lightning <laughs> storm, I like to hold up a one iron because not even God can hit a one iron. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> That's, a, That's a good joke, though. <laughs> that really is, though. I'd like. All right, Lady M, and all you women out there, you should be interested in this one. Most lipstick contains fish scales. Nice. Did not know that. So that's why. Uh, most of the girls I get with smell like fish. Is that the reason? No, there's another reason. Okay. I'll explain to you after the show. <laughs> okay. I'll explain that to you after the show. That's the cleanliness issue. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, one in every four Americans have appeared on television. Now, there's four of us in this room. Mm-hmm. Have you been on television? Yes. Have you been on television? Yeah. Have you been yes. on television? And so have I. Yeah. Four out of four in this room have been on television. Wow. What were you on television for? I get paid. Okay. Seriously, <laughs> what were you on television for? Uh, soccer. High school sports? High school and college. Yeah, uh, I was interviewed a bunch of times for different things for the news. Really? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. I also was um, on uh, this segment for the Cleveland Clinic. It was a documentary on the Cleveland Clinic as one of their patients. For, mm. You blew out your knee? Yeah, for two surgeries. What were you on TV for? Uh, this is a funny story. Uh, I used to weigh um, 300 pounds. And, uh, Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. I want pictures. Yeah, I, got, well, I, I want I, pictures. I want on Facebook. I'll show you, I'll show you my I college photos. I don't want to photos. believe you. Yeah. And we're just finding this out now? Yeah. How is this? 300 pounds? Yeah. How long ago is this? Um, I wait, This was my second year in college, which I guess would have been 2004. <clears throat> um, you that know, explains a lot about yeah, you. The, it, it, uh, yeah. I, I still have a fat guy mentality, for sure. Um, but, yeah, they, I lost um, 100 pounds in eight months or so. And Just hardcore yeah, but, um, basically what I did was um, I cut out a lot of what I was late night eating. I was terrible about that. Beers. Uh, 
I've never been a big drinker just because I get a horrible allergic reaction to it. My face turns red and it looks like I've been doing coke for eight hours. Hilarious. Um, but they, they, uh, the doctor um, actually recommended WPTV come and interview me in my house. So there's a, a I have it on VHS still. It's a whole new it's segment VHS. devoted to me. <laughs> <laughs> and they, the intro is me playing my trumpet. I'm on the thing. I'm oh, playing my trumpet hilarious. in my shirt. And then they're like, well, how did you lose all this weight? I was like, you know, no dieting, you know, exercises. I was like, well, that's great. And this is what you should be doing. And so it was, did you know this, Colin? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a fairly, uh, I would love to. I haven't. I haven't watched it since. Oh, but you I would gotta like dig to, that up. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try to get that That's out. That's huge. Favorite now we got to find there. a VCR. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. That's Emily will find one. She's on this site now. She can find anything. I can anything. I could get one for yeah. us. She needs some doctor to fake that her dog was an <laughs> emotional dog and found it on the site. Some lady wrote stop, her stop, script. Stop, 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 stop. What you think they're gonna bust you? You think the airlines really care? Get out of here. No All one right. cares. Um, a jiffy is an actual unit of time. When you say, I'll be there in a jiffy, it's an actual unit of time. It's one one-hundredth of a second. A cockroach, you know, I like this fat. I'm going I'm yeah. to start calling people cockroaches. A cockroach can live several weeks without its head cut off. Ugh, you know, I you know what it dies things. from? Being eaten by, by running into walls. Starvation. Because they can't eat. Yep. That's disgusting. Says Those a lot, things says are a lot about cockroaches. Uh, the average lifespan of a major league baseball. A baseball player or no, baseball? No, the ball. What's the lifespan of a major league baseball? Being used in a game. Oh, like one inning? Yeah, well, I already saw the answer, too. i got to get rid of this paper. Five to seven pitches. That's so it. that's about an inning, that's right? barely an inning no. because you'd have to get through. Let's say even okay, the shortest inning. Okay, we have a, real quick, we have a – Colin sent me a nice little thing about the lightning strike. Yes. A direct strike. The person is part of the flash channel. Enormous quantities of energy pass through the body very quickly, and this can result in internal burns and organ damage, explosions of flesh and bone, and a damaged nervous system. Depending on the flash strength and access to medical services, it may be instantaneously fatal or cause, cause permanent injuries and impairments. Or you become Flash Gordon. Or, yes. Or you – oh, Flash. The Flash. Ah. All right, here we go. Thanks for updating that. Um, the world's termites, if you take all the termites in the world, they outweigh the world's humans 10 to 1. That's a lot of termites. That's a lot of termites. Ooh. Thomas Edison, the light bulb inventor, was afraid of the dark. <laughs> no. Hey, necessity is the mother of invention. It's against the law for Billy. By the way, Billy Williams, happy birthday out there in Vegas. Love you, Bill. Love you, you, Bill. Throwing you a tidbit. I bet you didn't know, but it's against the law to pawn your dentures in Vegas. <laughs> so hold on to them choppers, buddy. You cannot pawn them in Vegas. In Vegas, just Vegas is illegal. I just read this stuff. It's a blue law. It's like yeah. one of those huh. off laws. But who would want to pawn dentures? If People that are money. hard for money. <laughs> well, if you were to have... Uh, it's not who would pawn dentures. Who would buy them. Uh, who right. buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last okay. what I should Buffalo have Buffalo Bill. <laughs> All right. Chris would be a great big fat person. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good Buffalo Bill. Right. Thanks for on that. I'd pawn my dentures. You were born with 300 bones, but when you become an adult, you only have 206. Yeah. Why I, is that? I don't know, but I've lost a couple of bones. <laughs> I'm sure they merge. A lot of them merge together and fuse. Uh-huh. Um, every time you lick a stamp, you are consuming one-tenth of a calorie. Ooh. It is an estimated that four million junk telephone calls, phone solicitations by persons or program machines are made every day in the U.S. Waste of that. energy. I believe that. One car out of every 230 made were stolen last year. <laughs> there is one slot machine in Las Vegas for every eight inhabitants. Wow. That's a lot of slots. That's a lot of slots. God, I love slots. 
Should there be a crash, Prince Charles and Prince William never travel on the same plane as a precaution. What do they do, by the way? Does anybody know? They're princes, dude. Yeah, but what do they do? They're princes. Okay. You're a prince, man. Right. You think it's easy wait, to be a there's, prince? There's, wait, Prince William's? And Prince Charles, the old dude, right? And because uh, Prince William is the next heir. Yeah. yeah. The one the, that's married to The younger brother, they don't care. They'll but fly him with I'm anybody. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm thinking. He's it's too far down the line. The little They'll fly brother. him with anybody. They don't care. Uh, anybody ever see Ralph with uh, John Goodman? Yeah. Oh, like a bunch of times. Awesome. I love that movie. <laughs> Uh, there are more plastic flamingos in the United States than real ones. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume because flamingos aren't naturally inhabited. You're anywhere but Florida, right? Right. During your lifetime, you will eat 60,000 pounds of spiders of food. Oh. That's the way to <laughs> That's about, a lot of spiders. That's the way to about six elephants. I believe I done that already <laughs> i believe i achieved that goal no but you also like swallow at least like 800 spiders in your lifetime or something also 45 percent of all statistics are made up there you go and that one's 100 percent true mm-hmm. so what was the point of that segment what segment we're educating people man yeah. this is no, i was going off with emily because it's totally a thing where it's not necessarily that it, how do you really know how many people are actually eating that many bugs a year Thus, forty-five percent of all statistics are made up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tamara, you don't think you've eaten bugs? No, I know I haven't. I'm just thinking about. You eat Taco Bell? No, I don't eat Taco Bell. I used to I work say, at Taco Bell. I, tell me, tell me. <laughs> Is that how you got to be three hundred pounds? Yeah. I never that's asked you. Yeah. Do you eat Taco Bell? I said, Have you ever? Like once. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. A lot of bugs border. in that food. Ew, Oh yeah. Stop it. Yeah, I used to work there. Oh, John will tell you. Yeah, I worked there in college. Yeah, I won't tell you how we uh, the, the the bean the beans come in. Yeah, don't the beans. That's <laughs> the worst part. It's good. It's pretty spooky. In a plastic bag, squeeze it out. Well, no, it's brown. It's a brown bag. They're dehydrated, and then they rehydrate them with water. Ooh, yeah, it's a little bit gross. Mm. Yeah, the way jokes. We I got, got we, we got some good jokes coming in. Too. I got a few regrets. All right, yeah, let's <laughs> let's do the cigar joke knockout, John. We have it's the best joke. We have Mark Harden. You are the winner. I like your joke. <clears throat> Here it is. Two friends were playing golf when one pulled out a cigar, but he did not have a lighter, so he asked his friend if he had one. He said, I sure do. He replied and reached into his golf bag and pulled out a 12-inch Bic lighter. Wow, said his friend. Where did you get that monster? I got it from my genie. You have a genie, he asked? Yes, he's right here in my golf bag. Could I see him? He opened his golf bag and out popped the genie. The friend turned to, turned to the genie and said... I am a good friend of your master. Will you grant me one wish? Wish? That was awesome. <laughs> yes, I will, said. Yes, I will, the genie said. I wish for a million bucks. The genie hopped back into the golf bag and left him standing there waiting for his wish to be delivered. Suddenly, the sky began to darken and the sound of a million ducks flying overhead was heard. The friend turned to his golfing partner. I asked for a million bucks, not ducks. I forgot to tell you, the genie is hard of hearing. Do you really think I asked him for a 12-inch bick? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, Mark, good job, buddy. Congratulations. You won a five-pack of reclusive hours. Also, big congratulations to Chauncey yes. of Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have another one out there in Tulsa. That's uh, our third or fourth caller yes. that we've had from there. You have won uh, the Zycar Prize for the week. Yeah. You've heard the clicking sound, called in. Well done. And before our closing, to end this fabulous, <laughs> wonderfully episode of Kiss My Ass Don't you Radio. you love live radio? Yes, it's time to see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. That one's the crazy guy. And it didn't want to go. Oh, there we go. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. 
Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This one's pretty funny. That's the crazy one. I don't remember anything. Alright. Bad Molly takes... Oh yeah, I remember this. Bad... uh, uh, Let me just read this one. A Florida woman believed killing her former boyfriend was the only way to free herself from a curse he had placed on her, police alleged. Hmm. That's a good reason as any. Amanda Mandy Lopez, 26, was arrested Monday by Kissimmee police officers while trying to board a bus from Orlando to New York City. Oof. Where any runaway felon would want to go to. For allegedly stabbing her 57-year-old ex, Larry Lee Fryer, in his home at 2 a.m. 57-year-old, 26-year-old. I see already yeah. problems Yeah, there's here. a little weird thing. Yeah. There. The suspect told police she had contemplated the murder for over a year. wonder if he's got a 12-inch bick. Let me, hold on. It, t- <laughs> 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 it, takes, it takes that long to decide you want to stab the guy, uh, you know, multiple times. I've asked you many times. The curse the was back down. telling her. Probably. But she believes he put a curse on her, according to an affidavit supplied by police to the Daily News. The two had been in an on-and-off relationship for the past year. Amanda felt the only way she could free herself from the curse was to kill Larry, officers wrote in the affidavit. Undeniable she, logic. Yeah, she also reportedly told the police that she needed to be free from the demons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, listen. Exactly. Authorities did not identify what type of curse Lopez believed was placed on her. She admitted to police that she lost it and stabbed her victim from behind with a steak knife she found on the counter. He had been sitting on the couch, and she stabbed him approximately eight times. One for each demon. (laughs) Yes. The victim was found in his home covered in blood after multiple stab wounds, but was conscious when the officers arrived. Wow. Amanda Mandy Lopez, you deserve to be in a cigar insane asylum brought to you by cle and asylum cigars once again show folks we hope you enjoyed the show back next week hopefully broadcasting live from the main cigar bar at the casa monte cristo lounge my traditional closing life is short never be afraid to express how you feel if anyone doesn't like it tell them to kiss Kiss your your ass ass. thank you for congressman mark foley for joining us today great episode till mazawan mazalawi we wish you the best. Continue in your good efforts. Be merciless. Smear <laughs> no cigars. Smoke them all. Let God, God sort them out. Thank you. Take my big cigar. My cigar.